0: and take your business to new heights. Secure your spot today and be part of the AEC industry's future. Visit Zwiggroup.com for more information. The Zweig Group team looks forward to welcoming you.
1: Welcome to the Zweig Letter Podcast putting architectural, engineering, planning, and environmental consulting guru Mark Zweig and his team of experts Straight Talk in your ear. Mark has more than three decades of experience helping AEP and environmental firms thrive and grow in any market. These podcasts deliver great interviews with industry leaders and Zweig Group's invaluable research, leadership, management, marketing, and client, and HR advice directly to you, free of charge. The Zweig Podcasts let you develop personally and
0: professionally, wherever you are. Hey folks, and thank you for listening to another episode of the Zweig Podcast. I am here today with none other than Mark Zweig himself chairman of zweig group mark it's so exciting to have you here and uh that makes it sound like it's the chrysler corporation it does it does i'm lee iacocca (laughs) i make a good car (laughs) the k-car if you want a
2: vinyl top and wire wheel covers on it we'll sell it to you as an imperial
0: right (laughs) (laughs) So, (laughs) Hey, this is what you get on this podcast. We're able to, I love, I love, I love when I get Mark on because we can just kind of have some fun and go at it. But um, no, it's, 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 it's always great to have you on the podcast. I know you're busy with your schedule. And so any chance that I can get to, to pull you in for a simple conversation, I really appreciate it. One of the things that we like to do, we used to just have Mark read his editorials from the Zweig letter, but that was kind of corny. So kind of boring. It was kind of boring. Yeah. But you, you were, a trooper though and you endured for quite some time but then we we stumbled upon something a little bit better which was just to have a conversation and so today we are going to talk a little bit about this 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 whole flurry of MA activity you know a couple of years ago we we brought on an outstanding uh, young lady uh, that is just probably, I mean, she's a business savant in her own right and and just really super talented. That's Jamie Claire Kaiser. She is the director of consulting here at ZY Group, and she's basically taken over the company in the last few years. And uh, everybody has had to just kind of move out of the way. She's created a wake, a wake of opportunity with her, her energy that is second to none. And so I know Mark is certainly glad to have her on the team because she is... She has just been a lightning rod for just opportunity. And so we're really excited to talk a little bit about M&A activity in the design industry right now and just kind of what Mark sees in the tea leaves for 2018 and what's happening. So, I mean, it'd be, be interesting to get your thoughts on that. So. I'm yeah. looking at my tea now. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> Now, no. it's great
2: to be here with a fantastic interviewer like Randy. That's what makes it so much fun. Oh, I appreciate that. Thank uh, you so much. Yeah, it's true. m um, and I don't know. What can I say about it? it it's, it's just increasing. It, it, there's more and more activity every day. There are more uh, opportunities to sell. There are more buyers in the marketplace. There are more sellers in the marketplace. Um, it's, it's not, um, I think people have, have, have finally realized that it's not like I'm throwing the tall in, I'm going to sell the company. Maybe the, the best growth strategy you have is to sell the company. Yeah. Become part of something bigger. Yeah. Something that has more resources, something that offers more opportunities to your employees. I mean, you know, that's what it it, it ultimately comes down to. If you're going to succeed, it's got to do those things. Um, So yeah, it's, there's a lot going on and I don't see any of it slowing down. I think truthfully, and I've said this for years, um, I think AE firms are probably undervalued. If you look at a lot of other consulting firms, some of them sell for as much as two times revenue, right? That almost never happens in this business. It has happened, but it doesn't happen often. You know, the average firm today is worth, you start out at, you know, you know we used to say 50% of revenue now i'm going to say you start about 65 70% of
0: revenue of revenue yeah
2: but um th- basically i think these companies are undervalued if you yeah. look at their return on equity and invested capital it's very very high uh doesn't take that much money to, um you know and, and to generate a significant return um you can finance these purchases if you're um Somebody that's out there and wants to grow through acquisition, there's financing opportunities, not just with traditional lenders and, and you know, other mezzanine lenders and other angel investor types mm-hmm. that are out there, but just the, the sellers. The sellers have to provide you with financing in almost every case of right. some sort. <clears throat> really, does anybody just write a check for the whole thing. You know, a lot of times a good portion of it is contingent on their performance. Yeah. So if they yeah. don't perform, you don't pay as right. much. Um, so, yeah, it's it's not going to change. It's just, it's the, it's the way things are going to be. The bigger firms, certainly, um, you know, at a certain level, big clients want to deal with big companies. Yeah. They have more people. They have more financial strength. If you're going to do mega projects, you can't do them as a small firm. And of course, that's what everybody wants to do in this business is mega projects, right? They didn't get out of school and go, oh gosh, I can't wait to design a five lot subdivision. Yeah. Wouldn't it be awesome if we did a 3000 square foot tilt wall <laughs> industrial building? Gosh, that'd be exciting. No, nobody's saying that, right? You know, they want to do bigger and bigger projects that requires a bigger and bigger firm,
0: you know, and, 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 and you bring up some good points, um, the thing I want to go back to, just in terms of just this whole process of M and A and the courting process, what would you say to firms out there that are receiving letter after letter after letter, inquiring about whether or not they're open to selling? And you know, what would be your response to those firms that kind of get those and they treat them as if they're just, you know, this is just more background noise that I need to just I can't I got to rise above this and not worry about it.
2: Well, I think. Um... Well, you got you know you'd be crazy to just say no right, but you can't say yes to everybody, mm-hmm. so you have to sort of judge those things are they are they from business brokers or out fishing trying to get companies to sign up with them as sellers based right. on creating quote opportunities that they're uh, you know um to be acquired from other companies that does happen there mm. are some unscrupulous um you know not uh uh ethical business brokers that basically create a fake opportunity to get sellers to list with them right but you know so you got to look at those but i mean if it's a real company and it's a seemingly legitimate thing i mean it doesn't take long to discern that maybe a 5 minute email in response could determine that
0: right is there, um,
2: <laughs> but it, you should look at them. I mean, it, you can't say no. You never know okay. uh, what the you know, I wouldn't just rule it out. I, there are a lot of companies that do. They just like, no, we will pursue a course of internal transition. That's the way it was done before us. We'll sell the stock at book value to the new partners coming up. Yeah. It's, you know, it, it, and they're just locked into that and they're just not even going to consider anything else.
0: Right. I guess it's good never to say never because yeah. you just don't know what could happen and um, never say everybody's never. got a price. <laughs> so, never say yeah, never. Yeah, everybody has a price. Um, t- tell me in in terms of you know, and and I think of as as I'm thinking about this question, I, I'm just thinking about somebody like like an Ozzy Nelson um, from Nelson. Um, and and just the success that they've had. I mean, he started out. I mean, he basically took over his dad's firm. And That's they, right. They were small, sure, like and, twenty people. Yeah, like I that. mean, really small. And now they're they're bordering on like a thousand people with thirty offices around the world. And. Um, Their growth says he's going to do 300 million in 2018. That's what, that's my understanding. But I mean, I just, you know, when I tell the story about him and, and, you know, of course he's been on this podcast before and he has shared a great story. He talks about the blue ocean strategy and kind of the way that he has approached offering different service lines within his business. He went from one office. And one one line of business to um, multiple offices and six lines of business, uh, and so I thought it was really interesting to see that. But you know, what do you say to to someone that has those kinds of aspirations to grow uh, and and to, and to to grow through acquisition the way that Ozzie Nelson did? Not that he's gonna. I mean, he is he is certainly is setting a standard, but he's not going to be the last person to do that. But but what would your thoughts be about that? I don't know. Um what do I say to
2: them? I say it's possible. Um, you can do it if you want to do it. Um, it's not, you know, if you want to make this happen, you could do it. That's, that's what I would say. Yeah. You got to be smart. You got to get the right team together. You got to get the right, um, uh, advisors on board. But, um, if that's what you really want to do, um, you can make it happen.
0: Yeah. Should now and I should mention that, you know, Ozzy's Ozzy's background is, is a is, is business. I mean right. his background is he's not a designer. Right. And, and I think that is that needs to be said.
2: It's unusual though that somebody with a business background, non design, can lead and run one of these companies. Right. I think he's an exception because he's exceptional and it was in his family's blood. Right. Um it's, but you know, most of the time, a business person only who doesn't have um, a connection with this business on a more visceral level, right, is probably doomed to fail. Okay, that's what I think. Yeah, yeah. I, I just think you. It doesn't mean you got to be a you know a designer, but you better have a real passion for it. Maybe even have some some knowledge and some knowledge and talent for it. Yeah, but you got to so, be able
0: to recognize what's good and what's bad. Oz, Ozzie, can't be
2: divorced from it.
0: Ozzy was a perfect storm of opportunity. So yeah, he's, yeah.
2: <laughs> he's an ambitious guy, but he's a nice guy. He's he, you know he keeps his head on straight. He is a very nice guy, and, and that, he wears that, some fancy socks too. So that, that's what he's a fun guy to be around. Yeah, and so. he, every time I get on the phone with him or whatever, we just laugh most of the time. I'd say about half the time well it's a good it, attitude to have
0: yeah and he came and really knocked our socks off no pun intended for like literally an hour uh, at the hot firm event in seattle and uh people were really blown away by what he had to share during our MA breakout session that we had and so you know it's that kind of information and experience that i think is important and certainly it's always good to talk with somebody about you know what um you know, what, 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 what they could expect going through the MNA process. Cause I think a lot of people have misconceptions about what, what actually happens during the process.
2: Yeah. I think people think it's a lot riskier than it is. And there's so many different ways to mitigate that. Yeah. yeah. It, it's the same thing in real estate though. You know, yeah. I mean, I buy a lot of real estate you know that. Yep. And I buy it and I can make a decision faster than anybody else. You yeah. know why I can even buy properties I never even see Yeah, because I have a really good real estate agent. Okay, And we're going to have a contract that lets us get out of it if the due diligence discovers something that we need to get out yeah. because of. Yeah. Buying firms is exactly the same way. You, 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 know, you don't have to fart around endlessly before you can make an offer to somebody. That's one of the greatest mistakes the neophytes do. They think everything's got to be perfect. I need to know everything about everybody who works there. We can all sing Kumbaya together, drink <laughs> Kool-Aid have 72 meetings, whatever, before we ever get to the money. It's ridiculous. Yeah, Get the money agreed to. If it's not going to work, nothing's going to work. Right. Right. Okay. You got to take some shots across the bow. Do I know everything? No, I don't know everything. Do I know everything about all their jobs? No, I don't know everything about all their jobs. Do I know everything about all their clients? No, I don't know everything about all their clients. Do I know everything about all their people? No, I don't know everything about all their people. (laughs) Right. I can still make an offer. I can still nail this deal down. I might even be able to close it and still have the 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 back door out that's needed to protect me in case things aren't what they were purported to be. Right. Right. That's when when you figure that out, you're going to be a hell of a lot more successful than somebody who thinks everything's got to be perfect. Yeah. You know, I you see it all the time. It's like, "Well, we can't buy anybody because our own firm's got so many problems. We need to focus on them before we buy anybody else. That's right. the other thing that you hear a lot.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know? Like there's going to be this perfect scenario or situation yeah. where it's the right time to buy. So I always, re- I always um, remember the story. Use the story you tell of Jerry Allen, one of your mentors, um, used to be used to run Carter and Burgess, and you you would always tell the story about how easy it was for him to navigate the waters of of, of and activity when you would simply call him and say, hey, I've got this firm. And the next thing you'd know, a couple of days later, he'd call you back and say, hey, I flew up there and met with so-and-so and I really liked them and we've already had a handshake and we're, we're moving forward with due diligence and it would happen that quickly and you were never surprised because he was a person of action and that he wouldn't allow he wouldn't allow all of the the little fine print and details to get in the way of putting a deal together exactly so and you got to be
2: decisive
0: yeah yeah and i think that's that's that is that's probably one of the biggest takeaways to this MA the a process is just being decisive and 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 more importantly When you are ready to come to the table and do a deal, you need to have people around you. You need to have consultants that can give you good advice, that can help you navigate the waters, that can maybe even get your wife out of the equation because she is muddying the waters uh, of a transaction uh, unnecessarily. You know, I mean, these things happen. I mean, it, you know, these these M&A transactions are living, breathing deals and you're dealing with people, you're dealing with personalities. And a lot of times, sometimes you need a, a third party to come in and provide some, you know, indispensable advice that can keep you on track. Otherwise, you can, you know, you can run the car off the road, um, you know, even with the best of intentions. Yep. So I don't you know. disagree. Yeah. So but it, it's just. Those are just some of the the, 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 the big takeaways from uh, the the m a strategy that are, that are, that is out there right now in the design industry and I mean do you think this consolidation that we're we're seeing as we close out do you think it's 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 good or bad for the industry
2: Do I think it's good or bad? I think it's good I think it's good because if people figure out that these businesses are good businesses, they'll invest more money in them and then they'll have more resources so they can really do things better than companies that are undercapitalized. Right. You know, when you got more money, you can invest in R&D, you can have, create better systems, you can hire better people, you can create a better work environment. I think that if you can attract capital in an industry, that bodes well for its future. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So it's got to be good. Yeah. It's yeah. got to be good. They, they've got resources that we didn't used to have and people make more money in this business than they used to make yeah you know when i was first got into it it was almost like well you got to take a vow of poverty or whatever <laughs> so it's like, no i'm yeah. not joining the priesthood here. right 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 you know yeah but at a 2.5 multiplier nobody seemed to make any money i mean it was just sort of the expectation yeah you know people have figured out that you can do well in this business if you're good at something it's very valuable yeah, we should do well.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, a workman is worthy of his wages. So, you know, yeah, that's that. A
2: really good workman is worthy, worth worth. Really worthy their wages. Exactly. Exactly. If you so. know any good carpenters, by the way, we need, we need them. It's, <laughs> it's amazing. You know, people don't even realize a good carpenter in Fayetteville, Arkansas can make 120,000 a year
0: right now without batting it. I think about that. Yeah,
2: that's yeah. yeah. You may not even gotten past eighth grade. Nope. But it's they're so short. in yeah. the supply—that's amazing. Just like it is in a lot of things. You yeah, know? You, mechanical engineers in this business hard to find. You know, I was just talking with one of my friends this morning about that, and you know, the reason is in, in our business, it's just not. Um, there's no glamour in it. Yeah, you know, it, it, working for high tech aerospace, uh, whatever, so much sexier, you know, than HVAC. I know, but but it's, it's, it's so valuable.
0: Yeah. I mean, I mean, and these guys nowadays, I mean, these guys are retiring younger and younger because they've, you know, they've, those that do get into the business are able to get in and, you know, make a name for themselves and build it up. And then they sell, um, like one of your, one of your, um, uh, people did and sold to a bigger firm. And, you know they're able to kind of cash in and move on, and so I, you know, I tell young people nowadays, even those coming out of high school. I mean, why saddle yourself with a bunch of student loan debt? You know, when you might be able to go out and and be a sheet metal worker. I mean, in the Boston area, they're paying these kids like fifty and sixty bucks an hour. I know. You know, I mean, it's crazy. It's, people without don't... a college degree. I mean, they're making way more than kids that are graduating at Harvard. So it's, I mean, it's it's, it's, it's just you know. So yeah, there's all kinds of opportunities out there, but. um but yeah we, we could we could go on and on for that so anyway you know there there is a ton of MA information in the Zwag letter. I really want to encourage everybody that's listening uh, to this podcast to check out the Zwag letter uh, again it is now free uh, you can visit wagiggroup.com right at the bottom of the main page you can just um, punch up the Zweig letter, and put your email address in there and get a digital copy every week. It runs 48 weeks a year. Um, The Zweig letter has probably been the longest running newsletter in the design industry, although I don't know that as a fact, but I'm just going to call it so. It's been running since 92, so that's a pretty long time. Uh, Great, indispensable information uh, that can help you run your firm more efficiently, can help you do your job better, and uh, we certainly are here as a resource for anything that you need, whether it's M&A, whether it's ownership transition, strategic planning, valuation, uh, executive search, it doesn't matter, surveys, any type of information that you need, uh, Zwei Group is here to provide that for you. And so we thank you again for listening to the Zwei Letter Podcast. Mark, thanks so much for joining us and taking some time out of your schedule to just share your vast knowledge with the audience my pleasure yeah listen folks I'm Randy Wilburn I'm Mark Zweig and you've been listening to another episode of the The Zweig Zweig Letter Podcast Podcast. right we like doing that together anyway listen we hope you guys enjoy yourselves and uh, make it a great week and we'll look forward to connecting with you next week with another great episode of the Zweig Letter Podcast take care
2: thanks
1: Thanks for tuning in to this Zweigletter podcast episode. If you want more wisdom and inspiration, in addition to information about M&A, strategic planning, HR, and marketing your firm, subscribe now to the digital version of the Zweigletter free of charge. Just visit thezweigletter.com slash subscribe and leave your email address. Your free subscription will begin immediately.